Before we get started with the podcast, we've got another StoryBrand Marketing Workshop happening in July. It's another live stream, July 20th and 21st. If you've not attended StoryBrand before but have always wanted to, this is a great opportunity. You know, normally it's about $3,000. You fly to Nashville, so you have to pay for that. You have to pay for the hotel rooms. But it's only $9.95. If you've always wanted to attend StoryBrand but haven't been able to, definitely check it out, storybrand.com. Again, it's July 20th and 21st. Mark it on your calendar today and be there with us, storybrand.com. Welcome to the Building a Story Brand podcast, where we believe if you confuse, you'll lose, noise is the enemy, and creating a clear message is the best way to grow your business. I'm your host, Donald Miller. I'm joined by my co-host, Dr. J.J. Peterson. Hi, J.J. Hi, Don. J.J., today will be one of your favorite guests on the podcast. Yeah? Yeah. Adrian Bankert is our, our guest today. She wrote a book called Your Hidden Superpower, The Kindness That Makes You Unbeatable at Work and Connects You... <sighs> with anyone. Yes, she's already my favorite. <laughs> you guys have a superpower together. You're both Enneagram. I, I would imagine she's an Enneagram too. Uh -huh. I don't know that for a fact. I shouldn't say that. But you are an Enneagram too. Uh -huh. And it's about being kind. Being yes. nice. I think every Enneagram type, if you will, has its superpower. Mine is the you know to achieve, to, uh -huh. to reach goals, those sorts of things. Yours is to be kind. And I'm a firm believer that everybody should actually live into theirs. Mm -hmm. That if I try to make you like me, you're not going to be able to do it naturally. And if you try to make me a nice person, I'm not going to be able to do it naturally <laughs> too. <laughs> you're a nice person. Don't even, you You play, the, uh, I was going to say a bad what? word. I was going to say a bad word. You play a jerk sometimes, but you are a nice person. And that, is, I would say, so while I agree with what your statement that like yeah. we need to be recognizing yeah. the superpowers in each other at all times. I think that is kindness is when you can actually <laughs> like recognize the goodness and the strengths in each person. Kindness is such a huge deal to me. Like it's a non-starter. If I, like if somebody's not kind, yeah. like if I go out with a bunch of new people and somebody starts treating a waiter horribly, oh, it's yeah, done. Yeah. We're done. Yeah, I'm, I'm you know what I mean? That. And, or animals <laughs> like, you know, yeah, animals I'm out. Yeah. I mean, if, big if, time. if you are not kind to animals, kind to children, kind mm -hmm. to, to kind waiters. of people who can't defend themselves. Yep. Who have less power than you. I mean, really, right, like right. anybody Creatures. in the service industry. Like if you're like when you're at the airport and you're, you know, there's somebody behind the counter and somebody starts treating them horribly. Now, have I been guilty of that before? <laughs> sure. <laughs> there are times I lack kindness. But when I see something like that and that person is in my inner circle or has the potential to be, it's done. We're done. Like we'll still be friends, but you're never going to be close to me when I see a lack of kindness, especially for people who can't give you anything because of it, if yeah. that makes sense. Like, power. I think kindness is unbelievably powerful. I agree with Adrian, even though I play a little bit of devil's advocate here. <laughs> when do you think, as a kind person in Enneagram 2, mm -hmm. that's your superpower, do you think that sometimes kindness can backfire? Like, there are people who sometimes are very kind to me, but it's very clear, or at least I think, they're going to want something. Yeah. Okay, here's here's an example. Yep. I'll get an email or a text. Hey, man, just thinking about you, you know, and it's been like four years. And then two weeks later, I get their book and they want an endorsement. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I think when you're, I mean, I still think you can err on the side of kindness always. Sure, you know yeah. what I mean? Like you just kind of can err that way. But, but what that but does yes, to me it, though is I get that text and I go, okay, what do they want? Yeah. And when they maybe they just want to be kind. Well, but you can tell. Yeah, <laughs> you can so. tell when people are so. being kind when they're trying to get something out of you or that's when it's like when it becomes buttering you up. 
Right, or right, like right, it's yeah. not kindness anymore; it's flattery. There's a difference between kindness and flattery. Kindness can sometimes, when it's with comes from a bad motive, turns into flattery, right? So it becomes, "How are you? Are you good? What's going on?" You know, and you start yeah. like doing that. I think that's when kindness switches over. But true, genuine kindness for the sake of caring and wanting the best for somebody else. Yeah, I mean, I think there's always a connection there, but I think true kindness really can win out in the long run. I do too. I think in the long run, kindness is going to win yep. every time. I really do. And I know there are examples of leaders who have accomplished a great deal who are not kind. They're yeah. not known for being kind. And people will look at that and say, well, that's how you got to be, you know, but what you're not seeing are the unbelievable other number of successes yeah. that got there <laughs> by kindness. Yeah. And you're also not seeing the kindnesses that that leader who gets caught on camera or whatever yeah. is giving it a, along the way. A, yeah, along the yeah. way. It, you know, kindness is, I think she's right. Kindness is a superpower. I mean, I think, you know, toughness is important. Courage is important. Mm -hmm. They are not the opposite of kindness. Agreed. 100%. And uh, I don't know. I'm with Adrian on this one. It's a wonderful interview. She is a journalist. Mm -hmm. So you'll see her on the nightly news. She, you remember the, the, the boys were stuck in the mine in Thailand yeah, yeah. or in the cave. Uh -huh. You might've seen her covering that. Yeah. She's been on a number of shows, but anyway, yeah. I'm glad that she took the time to actually write this book yeah and, and what a bold book yeah talk about it. i mean in this day and age where people are getting meaner and then mean is being refuted by mean yeah yeah she wrote a book about kindness i love it all right here's my conversation with adrian banker adrian banker thanks for coming on Thank you so much for having me. Good to see your smiling face. <laughs> Good to see you. Okay, you are absolutely <laughs> convinced that kindness is a, a secret weapon in business. Oh, yeah. You betcha. Yeah? It's the truth. Okay. Absolutely. In the face of some political leaders who maybe aren't so kind, guys like Jeff Bezos who maybe, he's probably really kind, but that's not an interesting story, so they bring out the villain version of him. In the face of Rahm Emanuel who mails somebody a fish, a dead fish. <laughs> you know, have you ever heard that story? No. You've never heard that story? Adrian no. is shaking her head at me. He did. He mailed, a, he mailed a colleague a dead fish once when he wouldn't pass a piece of legislation. This is when he was a congressman. You know, in the face of all of that, you would say, bad move, kindness is actually the way to go. And of course, everybody I just mentioned has done incredibly kind things. So that-, that uh, Nice save. Yeah, yeah, there you go. <laughs> Otherwise, they would literally be nowhere. So I think we can all agree about that. But double down on kindness. First of all, how did you take this journey and how did you come up with this idea that, look, I'm looking around, kindness is working better than any other strategic uh, opportunity here? Well, if you go way back, because a lot of people ask me, like, what was the like impetus, you know, for the book? I was not going to write a book on kindness. I wanted to write a book. I'd been talking about writing a book for years. My mentor, who's mentored me for several years, Bill Krause, he's like, you should write a book on kindness. And I thought, hmm. why would I do that? There's lots of books on kindness. And uh, he said, no, you need to do it from your perspective. Something that I am famous for saying is that I try to live my life like I have a hot mic on all the time. Really? Oh, my goodness. Yes. Is that because of your... Your background in the media? I mean, does that steal your authenticity or your willingness to be yourself or willingness to make mistakes? No, because I've made tons of mistakes. No, I think that the key is, and I think that media and whatever industry you're in is an analogy for the kind of work that's going on on the inside of you. So I think everybody should act like they live like they have a hot mic on. Then I don't have to worry about saying the wrong thing because I'm not going to tell you anything other than what I would say if we were in the privacy of my apartment, if we were, you'll at do a that with your closest friends that you will. Yeah. So you're out having a great meal in the city there. 
there's somebody that you're pretty annoyed with at dinner, uninvited. <laughs> they make a comment that's uh, not something you appreciate. Then they leave. You're home having a glass of wine with your best girlfriend. You still don't say anything? You don't gossip a little bit? No. I do. Can I just confess? I do. I say something. This doesn't have to be a confessional, but okay. Like, <laughs> but everybody's human, right? Yeah. I'm human. I've made statements that I feel like, you know what? If there was a microphone on me, like, I probably wouldn't have want that on the cover of the Washington Post or something. But what I've learned is my mother, when I was a little girl, she would say, Adrian, somebody's always watching you, even when you mm. can't see them. I mean, she would drill this into me, preparing me all the time for an audience that I couldn't see, but was watching. And when I look at social media, I see us posting things with this invisible audience that's always watching us that can sometimes notice when we're having a bad day based on how we post or what we write or what we're choosing to discuss. My thing is people are really savvy and we live in a world that can really see through anything fake. You know, we can't dumb down anybody at this moment in time, either because we have so many ways that you can watch video and see people on the internet and watch people on television. But the fact of the matter is, is that authenticity is the number one thing people want right now. And it's a lot of times the thing that people strive so hard to attain. What I've realized is kindness is my highest and best self. Hmm. It's the person I always wanted it's to be. It's your superpower and you want it to be other people's superpower. Exactly. If, if yeah. I'm empowered by being who I really am, which is my kindest self, then anybody can do that. Okay, this is a strange question. I, I don't mean it as an accusation. I'm definitely curious. <laughs> uh, a lot of times, okay, so I have friends who... You don't strike me as this kind of person. So let me just say that, I mean, you know, we've only known each other five minutes, but um, exactly. that they really will not say an ill word about anybody. They have an extremely optimistic view of life. And over the years, I don't connect with them as well or as much as I connect with people who sometimes will say- Are jaded? Ah, I don't, I don't want to say jaded. I don't want to get binary here. But I just want to say they don't necessarily have the most optimistic view of of the world and they're okay saying something a little negative. Of course you take that too far and then you're just with somebody you don't want to be around because they're just gonna make you depressed and bitter. <laughs> but you know, so my question is, Adrian, I can tell this is your superpower. I believe you when you say, look, I'm gonna act like there's a hot mic on. Has that cost you the ability to actually connect intimately with folks? Because there's studies that have been shown that actually a little bit of gossip actually brings people together. I feel like I'm defending things I don't even want to defend here. <laughs> But I'm curious. I'm just curious. Has that? Do you think that's affected your ability to kind of connect? I actually consider connection one of my superpowers that was brought up by being kind. Like if you meet, <laughs> if you if you talk to anybody that knows me, I love connecting with people. It's my number one like gig. Yeah. And I've had to do it in a second with people who are high level or celebrities because when you do an interview with Brad Pitt or Lady Gaga or Dwayne Johnson, who've been interviewed a bazillion times, they can smell fake in a heartbeat. Yeah, that's the difference is what you're saying. And you actually say that in the book. You talk about kind versus nice. Oh, yes. And going beyond default mode. Okay, I'm going to stop trying to talk you out of being kind because apparently you're going to double down <laughs> on it. Let's actually, let's actually get into your book. You say in the book, nice can be a busy person's attempt to be kind. Yeah. There's a difference. And maybe what I'm responding to is nice, polite, safely being diplomatic, protecting yourself rather than connecting, that's not kindness. You're saying kindness is something else. So let's ask the obvious question. What is kindness? Kindness is an embrace. Kindness is an embrace of that person. It doesn't have to be a physical embrace, but it is true connection. And nice is politeness. And by embrace, do you mean like acceptance? Like I accept you as you are? What, what do you mean by embrace? 
it means accepting somebody as they are and also allowing the space to have somebody be free to be who they are. Because the fact is people are not going to show you who they really are unless they feel safe to do so. Hmm. A lot of people, you think they're authentic, but they're just brash. So part of being kind is, I mean, let's say you meet somebody who's not kind. They're an unkind person. That's the world. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, throughout the whole world, you're going to meet unkind people. What do you do with that? What do you do mentally inside yourself with that? Story from my first years in media. Again, I was in television. I was a young anchor reporter. A gentleman who worked with me all the time was usually nice, snapped at me and was rude. And I almost snapped back and something arrested me like, don't you open your mouth right now. And I found out his mother died the night before. Mm. And for the rest of my life, I've created triggers for myself that will give me a knee-jerk response to unkind people. So if somebody's unkind to me, I think in my head, somebody must have died. Wow. Gosh. And it's often true. Maybe not the day before, but certainly something made them be wired unkind. the way they're wired. Yeah. yeah. At their heart, they're not bad people. I don't yeah. think that people who gossip are bad people. I don't think that people who are not optimists are bad people. But I think that life and disappointments can, it's unfair. Life is not fair. That's why we're dealing with this crazy situation right now. It can start to knock you down and slap you down to the point where disappointment overrides your decision to be kind. Hmm. I've just decided to take back my power and be kind. I think everybody on the planet can be kind. I think it's in our DNA. It's just a matter of life affecting us so much. I'll be right back with the rest of my conversation with Adrian Bankert in just a moment. Well, as I mentioned earlier, we have a StoryBrand marketing workshop happening July 20th and 21st. If you've not attended a StoryBrand workshop, you must. Here's what happens. You clarify your message, and then you learn how to take that message and put it into a sales funnel that will make you money. And these days, a sales funnel equals survival. If you can email people a clear message and an offer, that is how you're going to stay alive. That's how you're going to actually climb out of this recession. Here's what some people are saying about their experience with the StoryBrand Marketing live stream. This is my third time, Bill says, going through the info. It just gets more and more clear. First the book, then BMSU, now this. Great stuff. Carolyn says this, this was awesome, awesome. In my 25 plus years as a marketer, I have learned more in two days than my years on Madison Avenue. Carolyn, thanks. Also, Tara says, I got up early before the session today and decided to adjust my branding and wording to show empathy and call to action and limited availability. I also posted everywhere with the advice we need to be in front of people right now. I expected to sell a few hundred dollars worth of product, but during the workshop today, I sold over $2,000. I cannot wait to keep applying this in more detail to all of my business ventures. Thanks again for that, Tara. Well, Tara paid $995 for it, made $2,000 by the time the, the live stream was over. What will you make? We base the price of our products on your ability to make at least a 10x return. I think you can do that. Just sign up for the live stream at storybrand.com. Once again, it's July 20th, 21st. You'll be in a small group with a coach. Yes, it's all digital, but you'll be in a small group with a coach, a little Zoom call with 12 other business leaders. While you're watching me and JJ and Kula lecture in the live stream, you'll end up with a clear message and a sales funnel. It's worked for tens of thousands of other people. It will work for you and your business. Sign up at storybrand.com. You say in your book, kindness transforms us into genuinely caring people who enjoy seeing others thrive and succeed. Nice doesn't do that. Nice is more concerned about saving face and being accepted. 
Yep. There's a, a presupposition there that you are not in competition necessarily with the people around you. I mean, intuitively, you would think kindness to somebody who's in competition, who's trying to succeed, maybe in, in competition. We all feel like we're in competition, that uh, you're letting them win. You're letting them get one up on you. And you're saying just throw that out the window or how do you deal with throw that? Throw that out. No, I, I call in one of the chapters, I think it's chapter five, but I talk about how the new business model is no contest. So when I know that I'm in a class of my own, there's no contest. I can't compare myself to you and you can't compete with me. Ooh, elaborate on that. What do you mean a class of your own? You mean like you're, you're you and you bring something to the table that nobody else can bring. So why not help bring something out in other people that will help them be more them? Because we'll never be in the same category because they are their unique self. I call kindness... You know, people say kindness is a random act, you know, but I'm more of the intentional kindness, but kindness is an identity. So if you as a company have a kind identity and your staff has been infused to know that their kindness is their unique thumbprint on the world, their indelible imprint on the marketplace, then they will not have to think all the time, you know, and reduce everyone around them to mere competitors, to mm. rivals. Yeah. They will be so convinced of their own individual investment that they won't be in a rat race anymore. That's really one of the reasons why I wrote the book because I realized like, how do you get rid of the rat race? Oh my goodness, you know who you are. When you know who you are, you don't have to compete anymore. And do you see this as a powerful way to affect change? That it is, you know, maybe some people would contend with you and say, you know, that's sweet, but it's naive. <laughs> and, uh, you know, Adrian, if you ever run for Senate, you're going to have to ditch these ideas. You know, they're, they're thinking things no. like that. You really see it as a, not, I don't want to say competitive advantage because you don't see the world that way, but as the way to bring out your best self. Yeah. Yeah. It, it gives you an edge. Yeah. It gives you an edge. But I want to actually talk about some of the other things that kindness gives you. Apparently from your book, you say kind connections, it builds trust in seconds. Uh, kindness doesn't try to impress, but it is impressive. It's a great way of saying that, by the way. <laughs> so how does kindness build connections? How does it build trust in seconds? Well, when I walk into a room with anyone, I really immediately am all about why am I there for you? You know, when I walk into a room with my CEO or VP or president of whatever, instead of being needy and saying, okay, I'm going to, they're going to help me with something. I got to see how they're going to say yes to this. I go in with the intent on connecting and finding out how they are and how I can serve them. Same thing with networking versus connecting. You know, a lot of people go to networking events and it's all about what, what I can get out of this. When you're kind, you're consciously aware all the time of what you can give to the situation. There's one chapter where I say, think like somebody who is wealthy and doesn't have a financial problem. I know for a lot of people that's using your imagination in a big way, but when you take that out of the equation, when you, when you feel that all your needs are met or imagine that world where all of your needs are met, all of your bills are paid, then you can get really creative and get clarity to be innovative. And that's in connection. That's with anything. Yeah. So when you go into a meeting, let's say, you know, a rival network wants to give you three times as much money. Your contract is coming up. Oh. You're, you, <laughs> I'm, I'm just daydreaming. Let's say that's happening. Uh, you're going into that meeting. So your goal going into that meeting is truly just to connect and show kindness and not to try to drop some messaging points or talking points or whatever. You're, you're really trying to connect first. It's that. I guess what I'm saying is it that powerful that we need to actually think of it strategically. This is how I want you to think of it, okay? Mm -hmm. I want to shift culture in the corporate world where we're not just thinking about filling a job position or posting or title, but we're always conscious of a bigger picture. It's something that I've been coached in and I use in my life. When I'm getting flown across the world to Hong Kong or to France to cover the Women's World Cup, which I did last summer, I'm going there and I'm saying, what am I really there for? Yes, I know I'm doing my job, 
but what am I, who am I really there for? Am I going to meet somebody on the plane that needed some encouragement or needs an idea, or I need to partner with for something that they're doing? Are they going to help invest in me? Is there somebody who's on the brink of depression or of a divorce and they need a smiling face and a sea of people who are too busy to notice? I see myself and I see other people as positioned to help each other to stay from wanting to quit. You know, I believe that we all can be anchors to each other. And this world is insane. What's going on right now is crazy. And there are so many people who are silently hurting while they're getting so much business done. And I want to be somebody and I want to influence other people to be those ones who will be a bright shining light and will say, hey, guess what? You're not alone. I've been through what you've been through. I understand what you're going through. And I'm going to make a difference in your life right now. When you have that mindset, no matter what kind of meeting you're in, because that was your initial question, Mm -hmm. you are more concerned about the bigger picture because at the end of the day, I want my life to be fulfilling no matter what industry I'm in. And that fulfills me when I know that I'm making a difference in the lives of other people. One of the things that you say kindness creates is resiliency. And in fact, resiliency in a crazy world. You say, when we are doing something kind for someone else or thinking kind thoughts or reflecting on a kindness someone has done for us, it keeps us thinking about anything negative. It keeps us from thinking about anything bad. I mean, because there have been plenty of times I had to read my own book during this time uh, of the pandemic because Mm -hmm. you don't (laughs) see people. You feel so disconnected. You get really weary of every electronic email, text message. You want to see faces. And, you know, Zoom is lovely and Skype is lovely, but it doesn't, it's not the same as in real life. So when you are giving to other people, I have a regular mentoring groups every week. And those mentoring groups kept me afloat at some very dark times in my life uh, because it was the consistency of giving back to other people and putting them first that kept me from going crazy. Well, you talk in the book about the power of giving. You will be amazed by how kindness leads you to boldly discover more than you could have imagined. Being kind will turn everyday events into your most memorable experiences. Growth will come from seeing and knowing others with a desire to be a part of improving their lives, accepting them, and standing with them to see their doors open. Can you give us some ideas about how we can transform into people who are giving to the people around us? What are some tangible things that we can do? Well, let me start with something really entry level. We're going to be launching this on Good Morning America, uh, where instead of sending a text message to people, send a video message of encouragement to people. This is absolutely free. Mm. It takes you 10 seconds. Freeze frame your smile so you don't look blurry when you send it to them. (laughs) Just smile really quick on your teeth and don't say a word. And then as soon as you press record, say, hey. I just wanted to tell you, you were amazing. I can't wait to see your face and just press send. It's a lot more connecting and it's a lot more generous than you just saying, oh, here's a text. Hope you stay safe and healthy, but I don't have time to talk to you because I've got meetings all day and Zoom and I'm fatigued from teaching homeschool. But then I know you were thinking of me and I know you wanted to see my face. Another thing you can do that's easy is people aren't going to lunches and coffees. As business people, we're used to taking people to lunch and coffee. Put something in their Venmo or Cash App. If you don't have that account information, email them and say, hey, do you have Venmo or Cash App? Drop 10 bucks in their account. It's not a lot of money. Drop 25 bucks in their account. Just say, hey, I'm taking you to lunch today. Whatever you order on Postmates or Seamless, it's on me. And then consider, as a company, adopting the dreams and visions of people who work for you right now. Ask your employees, who does your heart break for right now? Is it the nurses? Is it the single parents? Is it the firefighters? Who do you care about right now? And who is your compassion moving towards? And what can we do as a company to possibly support that intention or that passion on the inside of those employees that will keep them more active, it'll keep them more inventive, and they're going to be doing something where they know their company is invested in what they care about. Beautiful. 
Adrian, you, you know what you're doing, which is so timely because I think our culture needs it now almost more than anything else. You're incentivizing kindness. Mm-hmm. We have incentivized machismo, strength, divisiveness, the willingness to fight. You know, we've been incentivizing that for years in this country. We've incentivized speaking your mind, being yourself, even if it hurts other people. That's incentivized. We're rewarding that as a culture. We're putting it on the air. We're giving it the microphone. And you're turning around, you're incentivizing a whole other kind of behavior. You're incentivizing it with me right now, and I'm grateful for you. The book is called Your Hidden Superpower, The Kindness That Makes You Unbeatable at Work and Connects You with Anyone. Okay, when you write your next book, are you going to come on? Yes. We're going to see you again? I'm already started. <laughs> Wait till you hear what's next. I, well, can you give us a tease? I mean, we, you know, it's not out yet. We'll get the first book first. No, gonna wait? we're going to wait until this one rolls out, and then we'll definitely talk. That, my friend, is called a cliffhanger. <laughs> That's how you sell books in the future. The book right now is called Your Hidden Superpower. It's on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, wherever you buy books. Adrian, thanks for spending some time with us. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. All right, so we got to be kind to each other. Yeah. Apparently. Yeah. <laughs> I like that both of us roll our eyes, right? And no, I'm just kidding. Just kidding. We didn't at all. It's so true. And and there's so many different forms of kindness, right? Like yeah. you said in the beginning that like kindness is not the opposite of strength. You know, I think that that's right. a huge thing. Or like telling somebody the truth, even if it's hard, is kindness, right? right. So kindness is really, to me, it's about thinking about the other person and trying to help them like live a great life. If you think about it, you have to have such an incredibly strong sense of identity and strong ego to be kind. Yeah. You really do. Yeah. I mean, if you're insecure or if you're defensive, kindness is hard. Yeah. Yeah. It's true. Yeah. And I would say that in the moments in my life when I do feel powerless or insecure or something like that, yeah, me too. then that's when I lash out and my kindness disappears. There we go, folks. We got to be kind. Thank you, Adrian, for coming on. Thanks, JJ. Music from this episode is by Andrew Bell. You can listen to Andrew's latest record, Dive Deep Hushed, on Spotify or on iTunes. Thanks, as always, for listening to the Building a Story Brand podcast, where we believe if you confuse, you'll lose. Noise is the enemy, and creating a clear message is the best way to grow your business. Music.